Hello and welcome or welcome back to Below the Dot podcast where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. Today, I am Angie Jeremiah. Wow, what a surprise. And I am still Chris Sharp and we are joined by a special guest. Hey hoes, I'm (laughs) Manny. (laughs) Yes, and as (laughs) normal today, we are recapping the season three premiere episodes one and two titled father figure but before we get into our usual segment of trivia for terry um we're taking this moment to introduce our very first very special guest to join us here below the dot and that is none other than my sister in real life but also degrassi first time viewer manny santos so welcome to the show (laughs) thank you i'm so excited to be here and to discuss all of the wonderful things degrassi and i have my notes and my comments okay Yes, if you have been listening, unlike Manny Santos, you know that we've been talking shit about her for seasons now. So, all right, that's rude. <laughs> but yeah, so happy to welcome a special guest to the show, as promised. Are um, you ready for some trivia for Terry slash Angie? Yes, let's get into it. All right, what did Hazel suggest that Spinner get Paige for their anniversary? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what did she suggest to Spinner? I don't remember. I just know she was telling him to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. She said, go buy her a pony. Oh, yes. Oh, the pony, okay. the pony, the pony. I was about to say chocolates in a card. You see, but that would be kind. She was like, no, nah, get the fuck out of my face with that. <laughs> and Spinner was also broke, so he couldn't do any of the above. Yes, he exactly. He was so broke, but then... <laughs> Then she's going to tell me that he works a job. How you work a job, but you broke. Yeah, because wasn't he working in the cafeteria? Yeah, and I'm assuming at this point it's not just to pay for the infestation. He's probably should be making money now. Right. I'm, I was very perplexed. So yeah, no, I have $4.99 for the card. I think he was working there willfully. He got the job there after he stole Jimmy's MP3 player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'm jealous because you have stuff and I don't. And then he showed up in the cafeteria. All right, next question. How long have Spinner and Paige been dating? Too long. (laughs) Four months? Yes. In five days. Four months and five days. Too long. (laughs) Uh -uh. Where does Emma's biological dad live? In a Okay. okay. No. Okay, okay, okay. Try to be PC on here. Okay, sorry. Not in a Okay. Yeah. Also, if we are trying to be politically correct, um, he lives in a home in this place called Stufelville. Okay. Fooferville. Wow. She was yeah, paying attention. So I didn't it know was that. Called, so it was called Stouffville. I was but, right. I was so right. But it is spelled S T O U F F V I L L E. And so if you speak English, it looks like Stouffville. <laughs> so yeah, good job. I'm glad you were paying attention. Look at her go. I didn't get that one because I would have just not said anything. (laughs) Yep. Look at you. All right. Good job, ladies. Wow. Do you have any tidbits? I do. So these aren't my normal tidbits because there's lots to get over and or go over in the episode. 
Um, but since we do have our very first very special guest, this is perfect timing because we originally did want her to join us for season two, episode three. Um, but, you know, timing and everything. So we get her before. That's great. But I think that this is a great time to discuss and or ask, um, what were you watching when I was watching Degrassi circa 2002 and 2003? I know she was watching oh Mess, God. and I'm going to go with I what know. Jersey Shore. I honestly, <laughs> Not in I 2003. I was. I'm like, what was on TV in 2003? I was watching Trash, I'm sure of it. So whatever was, it- was on MTV at that Flavor time. Flav. I know she was watching that show. Oh, I loved Flavor Flav. Bad Girls Club. Bad Girls Club, that's probably what it was. I was an avid Bad Girls Club fan. I wanted to be on it. And I just did not want to watch anything Degrassi related. Yeah, I would guess, I would say Charmed was probably on back then. We used to watch that together, though. Yes, I love Charm. I still love Charm. I did spend a lot of time watching that. We used what to watch else? WWE together, but I don't know if we were watching that in 2003 together. No, wow. we were so little watching WWE, and we used to write down the matches and guess who was going to win. <laughs> oh my There's God. another show. It's slipping my mind. Oh, probably one-on-one and stuff was on around that time. Oh, all the stuff on like, was it on UPN or CBS? Yes, it was UPN at the time. Yeah. Yes, before they canceled everything. Yeah. No, so she wasn't watching Degrassi which is so funny because I definitely wasn't supposed to be watching Degrassi but it was on Teen Nick and there I was watching it so girl we had no real supervision when it came to yeah our I was shows, about to say so. you didn't have no business watching Degrassi no. neither girl yeah no, no we, we had, had our no own room rooms either. and we had our own telephones so <laughs> at one point oh, right no. yeah we had literally access to all of these things and we're not adequately supervised but nevertheless we still turned out pretty great so. yes yeah right yeah, I'm over um, here Googling what was on. So in 2002, like Kim Possible was on. I was definitely watching that still. What else? Jimmy Neutron. Not like I was watching any of these things. I was definitely right. watching whatever ratchet stuff was on VH1. We were probably time. watching Maury. Oh, God. I love <laughs> Maury. Maury, Jerry Springer. <laughs> yes, this sounds right. <laughs> Absolutely. Those are my shows. Oh my god, was Ricky Lake on in 2002? It, it had to be. I remember Ricky. When Lake. did she get canceled? God, I loved her so much. But yeah, so I was watching everything but that. And I don't know what it was, but it just it never appealed to me because at that time I wasn't really into like the scripted drama around like mm. other kids our age. Because it's like, I have to get up and go to school every day and deal with you fuckers. And like, so I don't want to watch TV. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I was younger. So I was fantasizing about like being in high school and stuff like that. Or being Ugh. just older. So Wouldn't was it do that what you now, thought but... it would be? Because no. from my perspective. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, wouldn't do it again. But would maybe do it again if I could go to Degrassi just because it was mess, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been sitting on the side like Hazel and the other black characters right. who didn't know the storylines, but got to watch it. <laughs> Creeping from the outside. Precisely. Yeah. It did look cute. If I went to Degrassi, Jimmy definitely would have been my boyfriend, even oh my though God. his edge up was oh so jacked up and non-existent. But I would have made him my boo and took him to get a haircut. <laughs> yeah, and get a better... No, not just a haircut, a lining girl. Oh, yeah, but that's when you get a good haircut, girl. They line your shit up. But that's the thing. People don't be knowing that unless you go to, like, an actual barber. Yes, well, we all know that Aubrey had a white mother. So, like, that's why his lining was jacked. His his father was not picking him up. He says it literally in a song. He says, 
ever since he's been waiting for his dad to show up or come and get him, whatever say, and he says he didn't show up, and that's why his lining was busted. Because his black daddy didn't come from Memphis to take him to the barbershop to get it lined up. See, this is why shared parenting is very important. Exactly. All right. Um, my only tidbit today is that, if you know me, you know that this is my favorite season because it's it's just got, it's messy. It's messy. Um, and so I also think this is where I first got introduced to Degrassi for some odd reason. I feel like somewhere in season three, probably, honestly, I feel like episode three may have been my first episode. I don't remember. I have no idea. But I remember being like, damn, let me get one. We'll talk about it when we get there, though. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. This is the mess we deserve, though, because coming from season one, which was very slow, and then season two was a lot of buildup, it's finally this season we deserve and we get Manny in all her glory. So, all right. So, we can go ahead and get started before we end up having a two hour long podcast. No, I'm good when we got started late because where the fuck are my headphones? (laughs) (laughs) Um, In our opening scene, Christine slash Spike yells that it's time. So, we see Emma and Snake scramble to prepare for her home birth. Emma is annoyed because her mom has been drilling them all summer. So she snaps at Christine and she storms off because it turns out it was just a fucking drill. Um, question. <laughs> Would either of you bitches ever have a home birth? No. Survey says absolutely not. And I was thinking about this while watching the episode. Here's my issue with the home birth. That shit is like messy. I really am confused about who is cleaning up the bodily fluids after the baby comes out of your JJ. Like who is there? <laughs> To clean those things up. It's very concerning. And then like, do you just throw away the mattress and all of the sheets? Or like, do you just lay there? Because on the episode, they literally <laughs> all laid there as a family. And that made me itch. Like, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Go on. No, I don't want kids. So I definitely wouldn't do a home birth. Like, <laughs> you would <laughs> have to knock me week. out. <laughs> yeah. So for me, absolutely not. Big fan of medication. I think when, one thing that I said to Manny while we were watching it. Imagine living in a country where you have universal health care and you can give birth for free and you still give birth at fucking home. That <laughs> was very That's confusing so for me because here we are in our country and bitches be giving birth at home because the shit is expensive and don't nobody's insurance cover it. Mm-hmm. But you gotta, and it's also traumatizing. Right. And it's just like, here you are, you got what you need and you trying to give birth at home for what? Like giving birth is expensive. It's not just expensive, but it's also like super risky. As someone who had to get a C-section because stubborn ass baby was tap dancing on my cervix, like <laughs> bitch be dangerous. Um, yeah, that's the thing too. And for someone that was going to have a home birth, they were doing entirely too much to the house for the baby to be coming soon. Like, why are they painting now when they have the whole right. summer to do that? You're painting right. and then expecting to give birth in the middle of these fumes. Like, that's what doesn't make sense to me. There's no preparation. I didn't. And so yeah, like, that's true. So when, I mean, like, obviously I get, you know, I understand why black people are always averse to medical treatment due to like, blah, 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 inadequate care, shitty ass doctors. I get it. But um, you still shouldn't reject medicine. If you have the ability, you should shop around for providers and find a provider that won't kill you. Um, shouldn't have to, but you should. And giving birth at home really is not the answer. Y'all just be yeah. at home risking your life for no reason. And y'all might be like, oh my God, I'm crunchy and you should. Um, then, <laughs> it's not crunchy, but <laughs> I mean, deliver your baby at home on your own time. But then like, you know, you risk yourself and your baby's life. That ain't got nothing to do with me. But also, yeah. okay, so quick question. What year was it like in that episode or in that season? Like what year were they supposed to be in? Like quick in the question. early 2000s? Probably 2004. Let's check. 
because that is such an early time in which like that was not a common thing at all in terms of giving birth at home. So for that to be documented on the show is like incredibly progressive because that was not the norm. 2003, September 17th. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very interesting. But again, that also explains to me why there was just like a mattress and like not many other things. Yeah. Yeah, nothing at all. You can breathe your way through this stuff. And it was like, bitch, bye. Also, I just want to say, I understand why black people avoid medical treatment because people is racist. Why was Christine's white ass at home? (laughs) (laughs) Can somebody please give me some answers? Because it was cool. It was cool to do the home birth. Only for baby Jack to fucking disappear. I'm also sure that Emma has something to do with that. Like, I know she has something to do with that decision and Googled some shit and said, let's do a home birth. I'm convinced. She probably didn't want no GMO um, medication in her damn dumbass baby brother. My bad. Oh baby my Jack God. didn't deserve that. Okay. Uh, fun fact, there's a deleted scene where Emma and Manny are discussing Emma's annoyance with this whole home birth situation and feeling left out. Just um, completely irrelevant, but I just want to throw that in there that there was a deleted scene that happened and they deleted it for a reason because it didn't contribute shit to the plot. Hmm. We don't see Manny any other time this episode either, so that's interesting. We sure don't. Like, why the hell didn't... Anyway, whatever. Why wasn't she there? That makes zero sense. She was probably skipping. Yeah. <laughs> so, Well, no, she was still a good girl now. But okay, so, so she wasn't skipping with her thong out? When does that no, happen? The after, after episode three. Oh, okay. okay. Thong girl, wrong girl. Have you seen that? When <laughs> Craig has a music career, he's got a CD, and, like, his CD comes out, and one of the, one of the songs on the CD is called Thong Girl, Wrong Girl. Uh-uh. Stop it. Not the like, diss track. Or something. So, sh- yes, yes. That is horrendous. <laughs> yes. So, again, make a song about me like thirsty much. This, se- like- this season is messy and some shit goes down. I and mean, we wish you could be here for us or with us, but you know, gotta okay. take what you can get. I might watch it. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, Emma sleeping in the basement because she gave her bedroom, ba- bedroom up for the stupid ass baby. So our plot B, Paige and Spinner are still together. Marco and Ellie are still faking it, which reminds me of the show on MTV called Faking It. Completely irrelevant. Um, what year did that crazy. come on, bitch? Because I do not remember that. What's it's that? I love how consistent I am because my question here is, remember that show Faking It on MTV? No. I guess nobody remembers it. What it was, was that about? It was two best friends who decided to fake being lesbians. And I honestly forget why, but I think they ended up being together. And of like course. actually dating, but then also one of the girls had a stepsister and her stepsister was intersex. So like to a certain degree, it was probably problematic, but it did introduce me to like, cause I just, obviously our education system in the United States is trash. <laughs> so we have a lot of sexist, homophobic, anti-trans rhetoric just in our education. Mm-hmm. So I remember like being introduced to the concept of being intersex and how actually popular intersex people are. Mm. And that was one of the storylines in the show. There was also a black guy in the show who was a girl, that girl's boyfriend. And I forget what that man was in. Anyway, it was a show on MTV and I'd have to look it up and figure out Interesting. when. I do not recall that one. Me either. Also, but the real question is why are Marco and Ellie still doing this? <laughs> sis, don't nobody know. Because... There's like scenes where Marco is clearly like getting really into his appearance. He's like combing his hair in the mirror and it's just, Oh, that's that guy. Okay. Right. Exactly. So you know exactly who, who's mm-hmm. in the, on the show still faking it. <laughs> anyway, Craig is outside taking pictures of everyone and Ellie and Marco are mocking Spinner and Paige's pet names. The great 10 gang is looking over their schedules. 
Hazel in her headband really wants Armstrong for homeroom because he's so cute. For which Paige replies with a line which did not age well. Easy there, hormone girl. He's a teacher. We learn that Spinner did not pass English and therefore has to take it again. Paige comforts him by saying, Fail English, no biggie. Fail gym, then we need to talk. And I know everyone who saw that line was dying because we all know how Terry Angie fucking failed gym. What, twice? Did you fail twice? No, it was once. I only had to take gym once, but like it was a requirement once because I went to an art school, but then I had to take it a second time because I failed the first time. Fail English? No biggie. Failed gym? Like, it was a thing. Let's not gloss over that. Like, why would you just simply not get changed for gym? Like what it was like i just don't believe that that's what was happening so what was happening i don't think i was necessarily participating all the time but i it wasn't that i wasn't getting changed or not getting changed rather because when i had no i recall the gym teacher calling the house talking about sometimes you would not get changed there were other times in which you would not participate but some of it was that you straight up had an attitude and refused to change that day Put her yeah, I mean, I didn't like him, and that's just w- what it was. But you didn't have to do me like that because you would think that someone just wouldn't want to see me again, and instead they just wanted to see me again so bad that, that is, they made me. That is Girl. that yeah. is such teenager logic. It that really is. is. So, you would have thought he that he wouldn't want to see me again. It's like no, <laughs> they do not care. He was like, okay, see you next year, and then didn't you have to like skip over it and come back later? Like I think you didn't have gym right until like senior year again. Girl, it, what the kicker is I was a freshman when I failed gym and I had an eighth yeah. period and it was the best time to have it because I was just going to get right back on the school bus and go home but no mm-hmm. then I had that shit fourth period senior year and I think I couldn't oh. take like a fun elective like yearbook or something like that because I was taking gym <laughs> and I just feel like the idea that like teachers wouldn't want to see you again so they'll pass you unfortunately as someone who works in school teachers shitty really shitty teachers love being petty as fucking failing people yes they love being like yeah have fun seeing you next year when you fail and it's like ma'am failing a child is not a punishment to anyone (laughs) but you it's not because exactly why would you want to see them again yeah yeah i feel like everybody has a teacher who has tried them in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. y'all know mine is amber bolden greer she was teaching um (laughs) one of the counseling courses in my master's degree where does she live (laughs) All right, back to our A plot. Uh, Miss Hatsalakos is taking attendance when she reads Emma's last name as Emma Simpson. Then Emma gets all angry. She goes on this big, huge tirade, which gets her started thinking about her dad, and she decides to look through old Degrassi yearbooks. She stops on Shane McKay's picture and reveals that he's her biological father. Emma believes that Shane got her mom pregnant and then took off, which if you've listened to any of the Terry's tidbits, I think you should know that ain't true. <laughs> what is true... Uh, Emma or Spike and Shane had sex one time at a party. I think uh, Terry actually watched that episode mm-hmm. and she told us about it. So she got he got Spike pregnant and then he tried to be involved, but his really religious parents hypocritically um, refused to allow him to be involved with the baby. So he started giving Spike a little bit of allowance to try to care for Emma. Oh, wow. Not an allowance. Right. But he had to do this like behind his parents back and like there's but there's more to this and we will discuss it later because, you know, you got to keep listening. Uh, I mention this now, though, because I have a friend of mine who lied. Her mom also lied about the whereabouts of her daddy. 
And so sometimes I just like, like, I just feel like that bitch fell off her rocker when she found out that her daddy was not who she thought it was. And so, I mean, stop lying to your kids. Um, Stop lying to your kids about your daddy's whereabouts because, I mean, again, Emma went through a crisis. My one friend went through a crisis. Stop lying to your kids about their daddies. It's interesting. Yeah, so all you little kids, your dad's not at college, okay? No, no. Right, right. He's not working away, trying to make money for, oh, I mean, he might be working, but he's probably making about 30 cents an hour. Oh, no. Or he's um that's like people will be like, My dad went to the grocery store and never came back. Like one of mm-hmm. our good friends does that about his dad all the time. Like if you bring up mm-hmm. the dad, he'll just be like, Oh yeah, I haven't seen mine since he left for the grocery store. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, he might um, still be here. You know the stores be busy sometimes, girl. Look, <laughs> like that at Target on a Sunday. Okay. Right. So I think about abandoning my own family at Target on Sundays. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the funny thing, though, is I feel like Emma was only really concerned about her dad's whereabouts because she's clearly feeling a way about her mom having another baby. Right. So she's right. just like, this baby has a mom and a dad. I only have a mom, even though she has Mr. Simpson and they literally already established a relationship. She's just being very petty this episode. Girl, I wanted to. Anyway. But yeah. That's, that's when they start acting like that. Right. That sibling. And see, that's why Angie or that's why Manny doesn't like little girls. <laughs> I, I can't little girls, little girls that attitude and sass and all this stuff. But because imagine being that stepdaddy and homegirls in your house all of a sudden looking you in the face and be like, "You're not my dad. You can't tell you're me what not to my do." My dad, so, right? For the record, I never actually told my stepdad, "You're not my dad." But I used to be ancient, and that nigga was patient as hell. What a blessing! Like he, it, man, the <laughs> way that popped you upside the head. The patience that this man just had was just like, yeah. Fuck that man. I can't stand him for no other reason besides he was just a man living in my house and had the nerve to be living there. <laughs> and it took a very long time. Um, I told this story at his funeral. I was like, yeah, you know, he was a lot of things. Uh, but, you know, he wasn't he wasn't no snitch because one day I was, <laughs> I was at home and I was dishing school and I actually had a boy with me, but it was it was a friend. So it was a g- genuine friend in my room. We was just hanging out mm-hmm. and he came out and I came out my bedroom and their bedroom was right in front of my bedroom. And so my stepdad came out of his bedroom and he just looked and he was like, hey, girl. And then he went about his business and went to work. And I never heard about that shit again. <laughs> I know that's oh. right. And it was like, <laughs> what a real one. What a real one. I remember my mama heard that story and it was like, damn. But I mean, again, I wasn't doing anything wrong besides, I mean, ditching school, having a boy in my room. But like, look, I didn't get pregnant. So, and, But why are you going to sit here and lie and say that was your friend? No, it really was my friend. So it was, Why he was in your room then? Right. So, okay, well, I'm glad you asked. So he was friends with the boy who I liked at that point in time. So he was over at my house helping me pick out my outfit. Loki, I think people have, have had theories about his sexuality. Neither here nor there. Not really sure. Don't really care. But at that point in time, he was helping me pick out my outfit so I could go hang out with his friend who was the guy who I was trying to look cute for. So what I'm hearing is you was crew loving. okay okay manny i I bet that's probably the interpretation that you did get (laughs) oh no no i'm kidding (laughs) anyway um where was i um so emma's got this memory of visiting her dad at work when she was three which clearly she hasn't really considered the memory much because if she sat and did the math then shane would have been 17 and so I don't know if y'all remember Dr. Malachi Love Robinson of Florida because that was like a 17-year-old man play, pretending to be a doctor. I guess she thought yes. that was her dad. Hmm. 
Um, at all of this causes Emma to remind Snake, you're not my dad, and bring up Shane. Spike gets really defensive, accuses Shane of not being around for 10 years, which is foul because Spike knows exactly where the fuck this man is. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he hasn't been around for 10 years. And it's like, bitch, you know where he's at. I was just Yeah. He had no option, really. Right. Um, and then Snake tells Spike, you know, you're going to have to tell Emma the truth one day. And we as a viewer realize there's more to this story. Anyway, Paige is upset because her locker's in a shitty location. Hazel's got a locker in a perfect location. This inspires Spinner to spend the entire episode trying to rearrange the locker assignment so he can get Paige a better locker location for their anniversary gift. Don't nobody care about this fucking plot line. It is Spike's baby shower and she's telling everyone about her stupid ass home birth plan. Caitlin gushes about her on and off relationship with Joey to Sydney, who ends up being Joey's current girlfriend. Awkward. Why? Um, this gave me so much secondhand embarrassment because you met her two seconds so, ago. Why are you girl. telling your history with this man knowing girl. it's a random girl? Girl. And you, like you, anyway, I, when I originally watched this, I just didn't understand what the hell was going on. I didn't understand why we cared about these adults. <laughs> um, right. like, who are these people? Why are we talking about it? Why are we focusing on a baby shower for Spike? Like, I don't care. Um, but if you are a real fan, then you know that they are from the original series, Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And so, yay. Emma ends up asking Caitlin about Shane on the side at the shower. But Caitlin's like, nah, girl, I ain't telling. I'm not getting involved in that shit. You got to ask your mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at night, we see Emma, who is tossing in bed at night in the basement, sneaked onto the computer, which is no longer located in her bedroom, to search for her dad online. It is no 2022 Google because I could have found that man in a few short clicks. But Emma does find a contender. So she decides to go find him the next day instead of going to school. Meanwhile, Spinner's discussing an intricate plan to get Paige the locker she wants. We see him making trades all over the school to facilitate it. He convinces Hazel to swap and he's very happy, but Paige doesn't like the locker. So instead, she wants Jimmy's locker, who's going to make it really tough for Spinner. Nobody gives a fuck. Emma tries to ditch school with Sean, but he tells her, nah. So she asks Craig to go with her. Completely forgot that, like, Emma was friends with Craig. But I guess. Yeah. Also, she had a lot of nerve. And it was very selfish of her to try to make Sean skip class. When we already know, this was probably one of the only classes he likes. And I'll send his ass back to a Sega beach in seconds if he skips class or something. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sean is like, I already failed once. Look, I can't fail again. Right. Yeah. So no. Sean repeated eighth grade or seventh Ooh, child, grade. grade. He went back to seventh, seventh. grade, and they made mm-hmm. and they and Jimmy made fun of him quite a bit for it. So I know Sean's just trying to graduate and pass his classes. He was right mm-hmm. though. He said, "Why can't we just go on the weekend? Why couldn't you go on the weekend?" And she didn't have an answer. Right. right. He just wants to go right then. Right. Anyway, Craig agrees to go with Emma because somehow he empathizes with her about her dad, even though he knows who his dad is. His dad <laughs> who sucks. Right. His soul. Uh, they take a train or whatever to find her dad. Um, the, but the man who opens the door, however, is is black. Emma's dad is not black. This man is not her daddy. So she has to How go back. How do you know that? Well, because the, <laughs> because the man in the yearbook, Shane McKay, was a lily white man. A lily okay, white. Also, I just really needed more of a reaction. Like, I would have seen preferred if they had played that scene out a little bit more. Like, I wanted them to show the black man being like, you're supposed to be whose daughter, girl? <laughs> Maybe that's one of the deleted scenes. Right. <laughs> anyway, so Emma sneaks upstairs at her, or they find that his dad is in Stouffville. I actually, because it seemed like they were on the train forever. 
Stouffville is a 45-minute drive from Toronto. I Google mapped it. So it was like, because when Joey comes out, he's like, Stouffville? And it's like, sorry, you drove 40 minutes. Like, what? I don't understand why you're acting like this is a big deal. Anyway. See, but we don't know if that's how they be over there in Toronto or Canada. Some people, like, act like driving 10 minutes is, like, the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe that's how it, Joey felt. It really depends on where you live. Because where we're from originally, if you have to drive 30 minutes, people are looking at you crazy. Oh, but, yeah. But here, if I drive 30 minutes, I'm I'm getting to where I got to go. Like, there's nothing but open yeah. road. Yeah. <laughs> I get, yeah, I feel well, like that's you, what I was saying. I drive forty five minutes each way to get my lashes done. So like driving, <laughs> it just is what it is. Right, so it's that like was so funny. I mean, I drive forty five minutes to and from my mother's home and thirty minutes to work. So right. Anyways, so they end up at this residential home. Emma still thinks that her father is a doctor. She is a dumb bitch. <laughs> uh, she realizes that her dad has a disability, which impacts. I imagine his, not only his speech, but also his executive functioning. Not really sure. I don't know if they specify it. So she's like, oh, you can't be my dad. My dad is a doctor. But then she sees a picture of herself and realizes this is definitely her daddy. She learns that he has a traumatic brain injury or TBI as a result of jumping off a bridge when he was a teenager. She tells Shane that he's her daughter or she is his daughter and it's difficult information for him to receive, but he ends up believing her. And now we're moving on to the second episode. (laughs) spinner asked jimmy if he's still upset over the mp3 player and he says no spinner asked jimmy for his locker but jimmy will only agree if spinner tells everyone publicly that he doesn't have a backbone meanwhile a caregiver at the residential finds emma and accuses her of being wild and titled when emma declares herself i'm his daughter then about it right (laughs) i haven't seen you in how many years but then what about it he's like Shane needs a routine and consistency, so Emma showing up unannounced could be hard on them. Even though she says he doesn't like surprises, she then surprises everyone by saying that Emma needs to get the fuck out of there. Like, instead <laughs> of being like, hey, okay, let's take five more minutes, and then your guest has to go, Shane, she's like, oh, bitch, you gotta go. So naturally, um, Shane goes into like kind of an emotional outburst, and Emma and Craig witness him kind of needing to be calmed down by starting to knit. So on their way back to the train station, Emma's all bitching. She's like, I can't believe he's got a disability and this is horrible. And Craig turns to her and he's like, Well, at least you have a dad. Last time I checked, you had two. Which I'm pretty sure is exactly what Terry said to Ashley in season one or like something very similar. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you dragged me here and you're still complaining. Like, you were complaining you didn't know him. Now you're here. You're still complaining. And you're about to go back to your stepdad who you said wasn't your dad. Like you are just doing a lot as always though. But she's doing yeah. a lot. But you also must remember the line where she's like, oh, you're not a doctor. You're a patient. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, girl. You're not. Yeah, you're not supposed to be a. You're not. My dad's not supposed to be a patient here. He's supposed to be a doctor. <laughs> which valid surprise to encounter. But the way in which she reacted to him mm-hmm. was like, bitch, if you don't. Anyway. Yeah. Emma and Craig leave only to find out that they missed the last train home. So they have to call Joey to pick them up. Joey is pissed, but then he finds out that they were visiting Emma's dad and he's like, oh shit. (laughs) Emma gets home and Spike is yelling at her and Emma yells back about how her mom has been lying. And she accuses Spike of putting him in a part in a prison. But Spike points out a very real issue. Bitch, I was 16. Right. 
The snake ends up yelling at Emma as well, and we get yet another... You don't talk to me like that. You're not my dad. But look, no one else will tell you you're not my dad. Like a child whose real dad isn't present, but there's a person who's willing <laughs> to step in. <laughs> like... And like, then go, then go call your daddy then. See what he says, bitch. <laughs> right. Literally. And Emma learned firsthand why Spike... I, like, even if Spike was wrong in the situation, she learned firsthand why Spike was trying to have a conversation with her first. Because that's not the way that she wanted her to find out about him, obviously. Right. But Spike needs to make some moves. Stop lying to your kids about your daddy's whereabouts. Yeah, yeah no, it's that's just, true. It's like terrible parenting. It's just never going to come out well for the kid. Meanwhile, Degrassi, Spinner declares himself as without a backbone in front of the class. And Paige gets really embarrassed. She gets super angry at Spinner. And the teachers find out about the locker switching, so they force everyone to switch back. In a deleted scene, we find out that Paige burned a CD for Spinner for their anniversary. <laughs> but her brother, who I think we meet later, I don't think we've met him yet, um, ran it over mm. with his car when she was angry with Spinner. So she, that's what she did as a result. The burning a CD for someone was such a thing. Like that right. was really the way to let somebody know you liked them back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yes, the beginning of the love story for sure. <laughs> now it's We're playlist. Back- so back to our, our usual crew. Spike is knitting when Shane shows up un, unaddressed or unannounced, whatever he was dressed. Um, <laughs> because Emma gave that damn stranger her whole ass address. She was like, write me a letter. And he was like, bitch, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to pop up. I'm going to pop up. Pop, pop, pop. On that ass. <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. Because then he tells her, he's, he shows up and he tells uh, Spike, he's like, girl, this could have been my baby. Spike is like, we fucked once. <laughs> Oh no! So yeah, but they had a whole child out of that. They did. That's what the health class be telling you: if you have sex one time, you will get pregnant. So don't do it. Yep. And so he gets super angry. He like explodes, destroys their house. He's like, he's like basically holding Spike hostage, and no one can get a hold of them. And holding the house phone hostage. Uh huh. The big ass brick house phone. So at school, Snake finally tells Emma the truth. Shane took acid and neither jumped or fell off a bridge. Question, would you take acid? I would not. <laughs> the question's killing me. <laughs> I know. You already know. I'm a narc. I ain't taking no damn She's acid. Not. And She's I'm probably going to snitch if you take acid. I'm yeah, absolutely. Sure. I feel like uh, Manny sees like CBDT as criminal. Yeah, no, I cannot mess with the drugs, y'all. Like, everybody has their substance of choice, but the drugs are not for me because I'm already off in the head. So I don't need nothing else. And that makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely not. Especially after finding out Homeboy is jumping off bridges for the first time on it. Like, that's not convincing at all. I will stick to... Okay. But I feel like it's like a super, like, dare interpretation. Okay, it's again, not going to take acid. But it's so hard to have like a realistic understanding of what drugs actually do to you because they always have so much fear mongering content. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to smoke some weed and I'm going to melt into the couch and I'm never going to get up again like that fucking flat couch girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'm going to take some acid and I'm going to jump or fall off a bridge. Like, I just feel like this is not the norm experience. At the same time, I'm also already fucked up in the head, so I'm not touching acid. <laughs> Okay, yeah. but also the difference between falling off of a bridge and jumping off of a bridge, like that is very different. So I'm going to need some 
better clarification around it right all okay so, right so they don't know because he was really upset about not being able to be in emma's life due to like his parents mm-hmm. but also it's kind of like people are stupid you know people do dumb stuff when they're intoxicated so it's like did you like jump like hooray off a bridge did you jump like boo off a bridge <laughs> or was you just on a bridge and you just fucking tripped because you was high just i don't right. really know because that's what they said too they specify they're like we don't really know so whatever it was and you got to remember this show was in the 80s so you talk about fear mongering they were turning it up back then they were literally like this right. is what will happen to you if you have sex you'll get pregnant you this is what pregnant happened and die. right look, he this... got pregnant he didn't die yeah but pretty much it changed the trajectory of his whole life and the degrassi fandom wiki i was looking at it today all the comments were literally like he had one of the worst stories of all time like that one thing fucked up his whole trajectory and he was honestly this is the last time we see him too like we don't see him again after this episode but literally homegirl didn't see him since he was what when what she was three so they were like what 18 17 and season five we know that emma goes through a certain treatment and she has to use a coping skill and she ends up knitting as her coping skill as part of her treatment and i wondered if that was like a nod to her relationship with him because he's knitting to calm down and she was knitting to calm down but then the mama knits too yeah but she was really shitty at knitting knitting bitches oh but right so she was really shitty at knitting so like emma was actually knitting some real good shit okay okay anyway so emma uses some money to make a call home on the payphone and she can't get a hold of her mom she goes home to find her mom in labor she gives Shane some of her mom's knitting material to calm him down, and then she coordinates her mom's home birth plan. Snake comes running home excitedly to witness the birth of his ugly ass child. I'm sorry. Oh you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all know I don't have babies. I'm gonna happily welcome baby Jack, which I think Jack is an ugly name, into the world. I'm I mean, I'm sorry, is this not just like an old ass name? Like I have a great uncle named Jack. How when are we gonna retire this name? Jack is an old name, but it'll never be retired because people love those old. I'm yeah. I I don't want it. I don't want a baby Jack no more. (laughs) I wonder why they named him Jack. You think that's where Hit the Road Jack came from? And don't (laughs) come back no more. (laughs) See? Well, they keep on coming back. Um, Shane ends up fixing his mom's or Emma's mom's knitting because he's like, girl, your mama can't knit for shit. <laughs> Emma calls Snake her dad. She's like, yeah, our dad, which I don't understand how she, it's, it's, it's a lot. I guess she decided since my dad has a TBI, I'm gonna have to accept this man, which is really problematic and ableist probably, but oh well. Anyway, um, we're all left to assume that Emma will stay in contact with her dad. And as I said earlier, we do see her knitting in later seasons. When she's dealing with difficult emotions. So I wonder if that was kind of like a nod to that. Hmm. I don't have a moral. Stop lying to your daddy. Yeah. I stumbled upon a song today that was about like people's parents and how they're not heroes and how they're just people like all of us. So that was Mm -hmm. the moral I pulled from it. I was literally able to pull that out of my ass and make that connection. Um, (laughs) because it's literally just like, especially in Emma's case, right? Like Spike had her when she was 16. That was already a lot of shit she was dealing with. Um, it was already a difficult situation. So imagine having a baby at 16, your baby daddy can't be involved. And then he jumps off a bridge and now he is brain damaged for the rest of his existence. Not an easy thing to deal with. So the decision she made probably could have made better decisions. But again, she was already in a shitty situation. So Emma could be upset. That's valid. But I mean, she was just trying to take care of Emma the best she could, I'm assuming. So 
Yes, and that's it. No, I think that was the thing I took away too. Because again, parents are not perfect. They're just regular ass human beings and they try every day to do the best they can, but they're not always going to succeed. Yeah, and I like, as, as someone who is a parent, I do a lot of Googling and asking my mother. So like, yeah, bitches don't be knowing shit. I'm not a real adult. I'm a Google adult. And I can't believe people were like adults before Google existed. I have the same thought. The fact that people even went through schooling and all this other stuff without Google doesn't make sense to me. Which I just want to say when I was at the doctor today, um, I forget what I said, but then they pulled up Google. And I said, ma'am, is you Googling what I just said to you? Uh-oh. Oh, no, <laughs> honey. I was like, well... That's, that's a relatable sentiment because I'll be over here at work like um, Googling how to help kids cope with grief. <laughs> that's how I learned that Sesame Street has a lot of resources. <laughs> yeah, we are uh, raised by Google University for sure. Yes, yeah. you know, we're the Google generation. And unfortunately, the, today's baby are the iPad generation. <laughs> True. I forget who called they asked. Is that was it you? No. It was like, the, I, this iPad generation is iPad not generation. okay. No, they're not. They're broken as well. Oh. But we're all broken. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's the bigger more of the story is we're all just doing the best we can with mm-hmm. what we have every mm-hmm. single day. And that's it. That's it. Any extra comments, questions, concerns? Um, what? The other thing that I was thinking about during the, I think the first episode is all of this locker shenanigans. Like when I was in high school, like your locker placement or location was not that big of a deal. It wasn't. How much time do you spend at your locker? So right, you're at your locker for like five seconds. And let's be honest, I remember so many people struggling to even open a combination lock. <laughs> so you're talking about half these ding dongs couldn't even open their lock to get inside of the locker. So I'm just not sure why the location mattered. And like I went to a huge public high school, so it was like your locker was literally just a matter of like, is it close enough where I can get my books before right, this period? Right. Or do I need to go after? Like, this whole yeah. like bullshit about, oh my God, it's next to the bathroom. It's got good lighting. Ma'am, you guys didn't even have camera phones at that point in time. So why the <laughs> hell did you care about the lighting? Yeah. It made me think really hard about where my locker was. And I went to a much smaller high school and we were assigned pretty much by last name. So I was on the very top floor. And then I just remember getting to a point where I think one of my good friends had an ideal locker spot just because it was close to all the classes that I needed and we shared a locker Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that was easier than having my own locker and doing something like I had a communal locker at that point yeah Yeah. anything else no I just can't think of anything else aside from Jimmy really needs a lineup he does for many seasons I don't know if he ever gets one actually I don't know if it's anyone's ever is he looks much better this first episode he doesn't have like an edge up forehead but like the back of his neck is lined up and that is yeah so much better than last season last season that is actually really sad because so the barber was like yeah i got you in the back but in the front you're on your own i mean i think it i think it is a very large indication to an issue with the black characters on the show yeah they just had to show up looking like my mom was white unfortunately and that was jimmy yeah no that's true you know what question it posed for me, though, because I see now how spiteful or, like, petty Jimmy was being to Spinner and Paige, like, even with the dance the last episode, is, like, did mm-hmm. he end up dating Hazel out of spite? Like, I know they date because they're the only Black characters. Like, that was honestly one of the first thing I realized when I watched Degrassi at, like, eight or nine. But I'm also wondering if it's out of spite because they were being spiteful with the dance, and now they're going to start dating eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's my prediction, I guess. Like, do we find out if it's out of spite? Because I don't remember. 
We'll see. All right. Um, next on Degrassi. Sick of being perceived as cute and adorable, Manny changes her image to hot, which catches all the boys' attention, but also creates problems between her, Emma, and JT, who begins crushing on her. What a long-ass sentence. Meanwhile, Joey becomes too involved with Craig's new band, which does not sit well with everyone. That wraps this week's episode of Blow the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at, at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back on your airways this time next week. Whatever it takes. Bye. <laughs> Now